Lord, we're leaving prayer. Please join me in the first verse of hymn 92. Christ's glory fills our skies. Christ, the truly only light. Son of the righteousness of Christ. Triumph for the shades of night. Day spring from on high be near. Found beginning on page 17, the Book of Common Prayer. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Dearly beloved brethren, the Scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we must chiefly so to do, when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary, as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice, under the throne of the heavenly grace, saying after me. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep, we have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things that we ought to have done, and we have done those things that we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults, Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant a most merciful Father for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, and hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoned, and exalteth all those who truly repent and unfailedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his holy spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout forth our praise. O God, make speak to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, who world without and amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord say be praised. The portion of the Psalter appointed for the evening prayer of the second day begins with Psalm 12, found on page 373 of the Book of Common Prayer. Will say the songs in unison. Help me, Lord, for there is not one godly man left. All the faithful are minished from among the children of men. They talk of vanity, every one with his neighbor. They do but flatter with their lips and dissemble in their double heart. The Lord shall root out all deceitful lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things which have said, With our tongue will we prevail. We are they that ought to speak, who is Lord over us. Now for the comfortless trouble's sake of the need, and because of the deep sign of the poor, I will upset the Lord, and will help everyone from him that swelleth against him, and will set him at rest. The words of the Lord are pure words even as the silver which from the earth is tried and purified seven times in the fire. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve him from this generation forever. The ungodly walk on every side, and vileness is exalted among the children of men. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I seek counsel in my soul, and be so vexed in my heart? How long shall my enemies triumph over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes that I sleep not in death, lest mine enemies say I have prevailed against him. For if I be cast down, they that trouble me will rejoice at it. But my trust is in thy mercy, and my heart is joyful in thy salvation. I will sing of the Lord because he hath dealt so lovingly with me. Yea, I will praise the name of the Lord Most Highest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt and become abominable in their duties. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that would understand and seek after God. But they are all gone out of the way. They are altogether become abominable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre, with their tongues have they deceived. The poison of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and unhappiness is in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Have they no knowledge that they are all such workers of mischief, eating up my people as it were bread, and call not upon the Lord? There were they brought in great fear, even where no fear was. For God is in the generation of the righteous. As for you, ye have made a mock at the counsel of the poor, because he putteth his trust in the Lord, who shall give salvation unto Israel out of Zion, when the Lord turneth the captivity of his people, then shall Jacob rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. For he to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here in the eleventh chapter of the wisdom of Solomon, the reading of the Apocrypha. She prospered their works in the hand of the holy prophet. They went to the wilderness that was not inhabited, and pitched tents in places where there lay no man. They stood against their enemies, and were avenged of their adversaries. When they were thirsty, they called upon thee, and water was given them out of the flinty rock, and their thirst was quenched out of the hard stone. For by what things their enemies were punished, by the same they and their need were benefited. For instead of a fountain of a perpetual running river, troubled with foul blood, for a manifest reproof of that commandment, whereby the infants were slain, thou gavest unto them abundance of water by a means which they hoped not for, declaring that that thou thirst them, how thou hast punished their adversaries. For when they were tried, albeit by mercy chastised, they knew how the ungodly were judged in wrath and tormented, thirsting in another manner than the just. For these thou didst admonish and try, as a father, but the other, as a severe king, thou didst condemn and punish. Whether they were absent or present, they were vexed alike. For a double grief came upon them, and a groaning for the remembrance of things past. For when they heard by their own punishments the other to be benefited, they had some feeling of the Lord. For whom they rejected with scorn, 
when he was long before thrown out at the casing forth of the infants, him in the end, when they saw what came to pass, they admired. But for the foolish devices of their wickedness, wherewith being deceived, they worshipped serpents void of reason and vile beasts, thou didst send a multitude of unreasonable beasts upon them for vengeance, that they might know that wherewithal the man sinned, by the same also shall he be punished. <coughs> for thy almighty hand, that made the world of matter without form, wanted not means to send among them a multitude of bears or fierce lions, of unknown wild beasts, full of rage, newly created, breathing out either a fiery vapor or filthy scents of scattered smoke, or shooting horrible sparkles out of their eyes, whereof not only the harm might dispatch them at once, but also the terrible sight utterly destroy them. Yea, and without these might they have fallen down with one blast, being persecuted of vengeance, and scattered abroad through the breath of thy power. For thou hast ordered all things in measure and number and weight. For thou canst show thy great strength at all times when thou wilt, and who may withstand the power of thy arm. For the whole world before thee is as a little grain of the balance, yea, as a drop of the morning dew that falleth down upon the earth. But thou hast mercy upon all, for thou canst do all things, and winkest at the sins of men, because they should amend. For thou lovest all the things that are, and abhorrest nothing which thou hast made. For never wouldst thou have made anything, if thou hast hated it. And how could anything have endured, if it had not been thy will, or been preserved, if not called by thee? But thou sparest all, for they are thine, O Lord, thou lovest souls. Serenity, first lesson. The Magnificat. My soul Oh, man. 
than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that ye are mad? But if all prophesy, and there come in one that believeth not, or one unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. And thus all the secrets of his heart made manifest, and so falling down in his face he will worship God, and report that God is in you of a truth. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let the prophet speak two or three, and let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. For ye may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be comforted. Then the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, for they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And, and if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. What? Came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. The second lesson. Join me in Psalm 67, found on page 443 of the book of Common Prayer. Page 443 of the book of Common Prayer. God, be merciful unto us and bless us, and show us the light of his countenance, and be merciful unto us, that thy way be known upon earth, 
thy saving of among all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Yea, let all the peoples praise thee. O let the nations rejoice and be glad. For thou shalt judge the folk righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase. And God, even our own God, shall give us his blessing. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the world shall fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end or man. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit, let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save them that rule, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Him do thy ministers with righteousness. Peace in our time, O Lord. Be 
because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, but that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Light thy darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, Defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The order of a Holy Communion is found beginning on page 242 of the Book of Common Prayer. as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. God speak these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have no other gods but me. The Lord hath mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep his law. Thou shalt not make in thyself any great image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labor and do all that thou hast to do. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work. Thou and thy son and thy daughter, thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the lands the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. 
they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms, and blessed God, and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. <clears throat> and she, coming in that instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew, and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Please join me in the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and descended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, 
who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Who shall give salvation unto Israel out of Sion? When the Lord turneth the captivity of his people, then shall Jacob rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Today, of course, we celebrate the presentation of Christ in the temple. Uh, in many ways, this is the return of God to his temple, the return of God to his temple. It's a momentous moment in the history of salvation, because the background of the whole day is the temple itself, right? Ezekiel tells us, remember Ezekiel is already in the captivity in Babylon, where he comes of age to be a priest. He starts seeing visions, right? Um, importantly, the age of 30, same time Jesus begins his ministry, the same time when a man would, who was from the tribe of Levi would serve in the temple. He sees a vision of the holiness of God leaving the temple, departing. This is even before Nebuchadnezzar and the hordes of Babylon destroy the temple, right? They're only allowed to destroy that temple because of the sinfulness of of the Israelites, and they only destroy an empty building. It's an important thing. <clears throat> this loss of God's formal presence in the community is, of course, a, a recapitulation of the loss of this communion between God and man in the garden. We find that Israel and her kings and priests had failed in much the same way that the first king and priest, Adam, had failed. Right? That's why all the stories are so important for us to see the monumental weakness of men, again and again failing, despite being given everything to succeed. In fact, even when Ezra and Nehemiah come back to Israel, lead the people back, and rebuild the temple, even that action does not force God's hand. God does not return to his temple. Right? He doesn't return to his temple until this day. Right? Once again, God is in his temple. And it's a fitting day because we are closing the door on all of the Christmas season. And Christmas, Epiphany, and it ends really with this day. The bookend, right? Because the incarnation itself, the nativity, it's a celebration of the new temple. Right? The temple not made with hands. Right? A temple wherein God and man are united forever. 
So if we remember, that was always the purpose of the temple, a space in which God and man could meet. Incredibly, we find that John, as he tells us in his gospel, this moment in history, that the word who was there at the beginning of all time, the creation itself, tabernacles with us, like in a tent being with us. It's like Shiloh has come alive, and it's there now with them. It's an incredible thing. But and upon entering the temple, right, this this new temple, Jesus himself calls himself the temple again and again, instead of the blood of bulls and goats sacrificed, it's the, himself, the temple himself, who sacrifices and becomes a sacrifice to save the people of God, to blot out their sins in a way that the old temple sacrifices pointed towards. Everything was pointing towards this new temple, this new meeting point between God and man. And so we can understand the voices of Simeon and Anna, right? What do they represent? They represent that faithful remnant that Ezekiel talked about, right? That faithful remnant that was going to be waiting. The same faithful remnant that Jesus speaks to in the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are those who long, right? That faithful remnant is an example of the never-ending stewardship and love of God. It isn't as if God abandoned the people despite not having this formal space in the temple to have communion with them. He never abandoned them. Right? In their longing, he was with them. And the way he answers their prayers is in a way that is impossible for us to even imagine. Right? He answers their prayers by becoming one of them. Right? God the Son becomes one of those who longs for righteousness and justice right? and can enact it in himself. We find that, as we read in Malachi this evening, that this Lord who comes, comes in judgment, right? but he comes in a judgment that purifies those who need it, right? So Simeon, Anna, all the faithful remnant, and even today in the church, we have to recognize that we are being purified, being made holy to be in the presence of God, to be the people of the new heaven and new earth. And the counter side of that is the wrath and judgment, as we read about in wisdom this evening, the judgment that comes upon those who oppose God, right? The same God is purifying in judgment and destroying in judgment. But as we read, he chastises those whom he loves. So there will be many a time when we will be chastised, when we'll be, seeming, we'll be in the furnace. But in that furnace, we are being turned into something incredible, turned into the very thing we were created to be, right? turned into brothers and sisters of Christ. And what we find today is it all begins with faithful parents, right? Mary and Joseph fulfilling the law and bringing with them a child whose seeming weakness hides an unconquerable strength, right? Because weakness 
in the hands of God, in the hands of the God in life and death, becomes unconquerable strength. And that's something we have to remember as the church, that we have to let our weakness be strong in Christ. We have to let our weakness be strong in Christ and know that he is always enough, that his strength is always enough. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, even so do unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men. We humbly beseech thee most mercifully to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, especially Peter, our bishop ordinary, that they may, both by their life and doctrine, set forth our true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacrament. And to all thy people, give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me caught in due reverence, they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity especially those for whom our prayers are desired. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Ye who do truly and earnestly repent of your sins, and all mother charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth and his holy ways, draw thee with me, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, 
Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us, the burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <laughs> Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon him, pardon, and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ said unto all who truly turn to Him. Come unto me, all the travail and our heavy labor, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You also would say, Paul said, this is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also would St. John said, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet to Christ. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, Holy, Come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. 
Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and an institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, whom the same night that he was betrayed took bread, when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. And lead us not in 
we thy humble servants entirely desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Glory be to God on high, and on earth His will towards man. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee, we give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. Yeah. 